Hey, Cornerstone. I hope all of you are doing well. Uh, welcome tonight to Wednesday night to our roundtable. It's kind of a fun roundtable. As you can already tell, um, my wife is here with me. We have Lisa here. Uh, we were kind of talking about how to talk about living in this tension in a little bit. And I, as I was praying and brainstorming kind of through it, I thought, what better way to describe like what we're really like? Because I'm going to talk about Christian here a little bit and who's with him in our tension than to bring along our wives. So anyways, along with Lisa, this is my wife. And also then there's Jen. And Jen is Christian's wife. And uh, so they've agreed to join us tonight. We're going to be, again, kind of connecting back into Romans 8. Uh, we've really been trying to lay out this idea of Romans, uh, kind of uh, the way it's putting us into this understanding of the difference between the flesh and the spirit, the difference between the world and, and having our minds transformed. But last week, we really tried to land on this idea that, that in the midst of that, in the midst of the world, in the midst of uh, being this transformed mind, in the midst of the spirit and the flesh, there's this place that we kind of put in there. If you remember the Venn diagram, that is this tension that we live in. And, and we really tried off the tail end to kind of make sure that everybody understood that that tension is actually where the spirit calls us into. He, and, and, and I would even say this, anytime you feel yourself wanting to pull away from it, that's not the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is always calling us into that place because I really believe this, and we'll kind of try to unpack it maybe a little more tonight. That is where the Spirit of God meets us, I think, in a, in a really powerful way. So that's kind of where we finished off and where we're going to talk today. So let me just kind of throw it out to you guys. I'll let you start it off. I don't even care which one of you wants to start off here because we forgot to think who was going to start first. Um, <laughs> But maybe if you could just for a second, if, if you were to look at your life right now, um, besides spectrum, uh, cable, what is your, inside joke, what is, your, what is the place that you feel right now is the tension God has placed you guys in that, that you're needing to press into? Well, I feel everybody's staring at me, so I'm going to start. <laughs> that was your intro. Um, my tension has been, even before quarantine, but I think quarantine's really helped bring it out, is fighting to live my best life now. Hmm. I want to see order and and peace in the world. Uh, I want to see my kids happy, and I want to see, I want life to be fun. I want life to be just a a party, and and everybody always having a good time. Um, and, And right now, in quarantine, that... Not that you can't do those things, but it's limiting us. And so, uh, yeah, for example, just um, wanting you know, order and, and, and life to be peaceful, uh, wanting people to be healthy and um, not worried about sickness, but at the same time, even in a broken world, that's, that's unavoidable. There's going to be sickness, there's gonna be aging, there's gonna be deteriorating, there's, we can't stop that, there will be death. There's... Um, Right now, we're limited with just even uh, our, our friendships and, and being able to meet together and hang out, and our kids playing outside and having playdates um, with their friends. And but even in that, there's again this like brokenness of there's still that tension that we live in with even in friendships. Even there's arguments. There's um, uh, just. Life isn't easy, and um, we don't always, there's jealousy. We don't always get along. Um, I mean, this summer we want to go to the beach, but even the beach has uh, its own problems. There's pollution and shark attacks and jellyfish And really bad and bathing suits, right? <laughs> bad bathing suits. Oh. But there's, there's, yeah, there's these things that we go, I want to live 
my best life now. I want everything to be happy and good, but why am I not able to, why is that not able to happen? It's not just because we're in our quarantine. It's I am placing too much hope in the things that I want to make me happy that, that can never fulfill, but um, yeah, they're, they're there. And I, yeah, I want, I want them to be there. I want them to be, um, to, to, to make me happy. And I'm not putting my hope in Jesus. Yeah, it's, almost, it's like the, the illusion that <coughs> once we get out of this, then everything will, yeah. will, will be okay or everything will be right. And, and forgetting all, all the problems we had before the coronavirus are still there and they still will be there. And like you said, like one of the beach is a great thing to do. It's a ton of fun, but even, even that is broken. And so it's, it's, again, part of the tension is holding together so much of the goodness that we see in our world, so much of the goodness that we get to experience in relationships and hanging out with people. But none of it's perfect. Yeah. And I think that sometimes there's just that illusion that we get into. I know for me sometimes it's like if I'm in a really busy season, it's like, well, once I finish that, then everything will be good. And it's sometimes just that, it's, if my, if my what the view of the horizon is too small, if, if the goal at the end is too small, you get to it and go, oh, that didn't fix it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, like, and so it's more just how do we calibrate our sense correctly so that way we, we don't set ourselves up for disappointment by expecting that, okay, good, once they release the shelter at home order, then everything will be okay. No, it's not. The, the, we're still going to be living. In yeah. The but how do I have the right hope in mind of like, no, what I really want, what I really want is not to just get out of the shelter and get home. I want Jesus to come back. I want him to make everything. Yeah. I, want, I want there to be the, the good, un, no longer mixed with the bad. Yeah. Yeah. How much, and maybe this, I'll throw this one at you, and you can just tell me to go away if I ask it wrongly, but <clears throat> they were kind of talking about this idea in and around um, longing to have things righted. Um, which I think all of us deep within inside of us, I think really do. We want, you know, the fun times yeah. we want. We want everything to be right, which again, Paul's point in Romans 8 is there is coming a time when that's going to happen, right? So it's not actually a wrong longing. The, the longing for things to be right is good. And, and all the past events that Jesus did of rescuing us out of that to experience that one day. But here we live now again in that tension where we're at. So I guess my question, like, to just kind of throw at you, is in that tension that you're experiencing, how much, is, how much of what you want it to be and how much that it is sometimes clouds it? So in other words, the idealism of what it is <clears throat> that we get so caught up in that it should be, but yet here's where we live now. How much do you think that affects you just in your own thinking and wrestling through things? I think that's a huge part of my thinking and even in quarantine it's so funny because I'm like oh we don't have anything we are just going to focus on um, like all the issues that we have and we're going to come out of this and my kids are going to be perfect which it would take a longer quarantine my house is going to be perfect (laughs) Um, but if I've learned anything like daily um, we've had to deal with it right and so um, I'm almost finding myself getting more frustrated daily because I'm trying to achieve this perfection that when there's nothing to distract me from it, there's no volleyball and there's mm-hmm. no soccer games and there's no friendship stuff to do. There's no um, ministry you know, stuff we're doing right now to distract me from, from that. Um, I really have to deal with it and realize that it's 
I can't make it perfect, and that we're just going to have to sit in this tension and and really press in and work hard on it. Yeah. And it's now it's just morning to night. There's no like leaving to go to school to escape it. There's yeah. there's no <laughs> Starbucks I can go sit at. There's nobody's house I can go to. I just have to be in it. And um, there's been some hard days. Yeah, and I think it's funny because we talked about beforehand all, okay, Lord, we believe that you've given us this time and and we're going to really get after some things. And I think both of us had these like panacea type moments that are, you know, we're going to come out like on the edge of looking like Jesus and our children are going to be, you know, the Von Trapp family after everything goes good and like everything's going to get there. And it's weird we set that out there. But yet one of the things I think we're learning is that in some ways that idealism is really what hurt us in the very beginning of setting this thing off in motion. So, so let, me, let me kick it back over to you guys a little bit <clears throat> to kind of talk it over. That being said, like what do you think God is doing in your life right now that's causing you to rethink maybe you know, your party type attitude, which I've been meaning to talk to you about? We don't want a chance. Um, you don't want that to change. No, this, this clinging to that. Because again, it's not that idea of longing for things to be right. That's, it's not yeah. wrong, right? Like yeah. I, I think sometimes we think that's the case. No, we should want that. But it's, it's almost like while we have that as a, something that we're reaching out to, what do you guys, do you feel like God is teaching you right now in the midst of that tension about things? Like what, is, like what would you say are some of the bigger things God's teaching you in the midst of that tension? I know um, for, for us, one of the things early on, like actually, I think it was like the, the night that the order came through that we, that we needed to now sh- shelter at home all the night. I ran over here to the church office and grabbed like my extra monitor and a bunch of books and stuff. <laughs> set up, we, have little, we have like an extra bedroom downstairs, so I kind of set up a little makeshift workspace. And, but very much was trying to bring my separate work area into the house and Maintain a separation. And we had this little DTR. It was the tension. Exactly, yeah. Well, we had an argument about, like, because in that way, I was saying, I'm, I'm going to be home. You understand? I, I got a lot I still need to do. And she goes, Well, fine. We'll just we'll do our own thing. And, goes, and like, we're like, Is that what, is that what you looked like? It's like, I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> I got my life with the kids. Are we having a, a rhythm? And yeah. you're walking into that. Right? It's like, I'm co- you're coming into my workspace. Right? <laughs> and like, there was this moment where it was almost like, like we almost ended the conversation with, okay, you do your thing, I'll do my thing. And stop them. Like, yeah, it's not know, good. Like, that's, that's yeah. the biggest way to go about this wrong. And we just kind of sat on like the first couple of stairs of our, of our stairs. Like, However we do this, let's, let's figure out a way to do it. I'm going to really have to let go of the control I want to have of peace and quiet. Yeah, <laughs> which you in your head had the panacea, oh, totally. right? And you were working off of what the ideal thing was. You brought your ideal back to her and you said, behold the ideal. And she went, excuse me. But I think like at least initially it was to go, the, the quickest way to get this wrong is to think about what do I want to get out of it? Mm. What, what, what are the things that, Almost the, the bargaining with God of, okay, God, if I have to be holed up in the house, I want this, 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 and this, and then I'll be okay. Instead of, and that just for both of us was not even necessarily clarity of what God wanted to teach us, but just the prayer of God, would you make us aware? Would you help us to pay attention? Even if we can't articulate it until a couple months from now, what we learned during this time, would you just help us to, I guess the way, I think it's in, in, in Ephesians where Paul talks about this idea of walking servants back. Yeah, yeah. Look around Ephesians 5. And pay attention to what you're doing. And just, 
there's something here you want to teach me. I don't know what it is yet. I don't think you're trying to hide it like an Easter egg hunt, but just help me pay attention. Yeah. So why do we, and I'll just throw this out to all of us, like, that's a, a great thought. We seem to miss the present a lot. Like in, in thinking about the past, and again, the amazing work of Jesus, like I'm so thankful there's no condemnation right now, therefore, for those who are in Christ Jesus. So I don't want to miss that. And I also don't want to miss the reality of the coming, rea- of what is, with the coming of, of Jesus and what that's going to mean. But it seems like in that moment, you did have to stop and live in the present. I had to, I had to in the power of the Holy Spirit, say, okay, God, this is not my story, it's your story. I, you'd written out your story of what it would look like, you know, and you came home and presented it and it didn't go well. So I guess maybe what I'm asking is, is how do we live in the now as we almost have so much of our position in Christ in the past and in the future? Like, how do you think we live in the now in such a way that it honors Jesus? Does that make sense what I'm asking? Because I think like there's some things, and I'll, I'll just throw out a couple of stuff that I guess I'm thinking about. Romans 8 is the way that we live in the now is we have to understand there is a tension going on, right? Like, I think we forget there's a tension. Paul clarifies that tension as a spirit-flesh issue, that there's this mindset that's there. Uh, he talks about the fact that there's going to be groaning. Like, it's almost like, hey, no, duh, there's going to be groaning. There's going to be a longing, actually, in you to escape that, but the Spirit of God's going to prompt you back into that tension. Um, there's the reality, though, also of in that moment, you will experience the Holy Spirit as you enter into it. So I guess those are just some of the present things I guess I'm thinking about that I've been kind of learning through. Like, and I guess that's where I'm throwing it back all to you. What, what have you been learning in, in kind of in the midst of all this? I would say I have been learning just when you talk about Romans 8, 31, and it talks just that he is for us and that he is that song, that even worship song, we sing that he's fighting our battles for us. I need to trust that even when I don't see all the things, and there's so many things that go on in a day that I don't even know that God is, I know he's present, but I don't even know what he's even protecting or even um, how he's even working. Hmm. And sometimes I'm just in the middle of my rhythm or in what I'm doing, and he's at work, and I have to just trust that there are that he, that he is doing that. And so when I want to, um, I, I find that something that I, I feel like this has really taught me is to just be still. And sometimes that is so, so hard because I wanna be busy, I wanna fill, and even in quarantine, we can totally fill our time with all sorts of stuff. It's funny how like, oh, we can slow down or we can go, well, I'm just gonna add a bunch of extra stuff to make me feel like I'm accomplishing things. And I've had to, stop and slow down and actually intentionally just make time to go, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean into your word. I'm going to lean into what you have to teach me. In fact, I want to I wanna be stronger after this period of not, of, of just new insight of what you have to teach me. I want to I wanna use this time. I guess I don't want to miss out on what you have to teach mm. me through this moment of where you intentionally <clears throat> are giving us, I guess, this gift of taking certain things away to, um, to, to give us time to, to be still and slow down. Um, and there's pain involved in that too. There's, there's a loss as well that, that comes with this, um, this quarantine period, but just trying to find the hope in Jesus in the midst of it mm. that um, he is fighting for us. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would say there's no better time to be present than right now, because there's nothing to look forward to tomorrow. <laughs> I have no plans We have tomorrow. lost all hope at our house. <laughs> you can be praying for us. <laughs> wait till tomorrow, wait till next week, wait till next month. We have all these plans. And, and I have a, one of my kids is always telling us what's ahead, you know, and there's seriously no plans tomorrow. Like there, we can just live today because we don't know. We really, truly don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or next week or next month. Um, and so, but I'd say even, I totally agree with Jen and you being still in this time. And yet I'm still having a hard time finding that time to be still um, yet I, I'm constantly getting frustrated over and over with the things that God is putting right in front of my face yeah. <laughs> to work on. And so, um, it's just a constant battle that is raging. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And our home isn't very quiet to find those quiet moments. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to quiet down. I really am. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's interesting. Like the way I've been thinking about it for myself and I, and I think, like Jen, the way you put it, I, I have been having to fight for that reality that God truly does. He is fighting for us, right? If, if God is for us, who can be against us? Um, I think sometimes my problem is in the moment is I forget to fight for what he's fighting for mm -hmm. and to join him in that, right? So um, when our house is noisy and I'm trying to work, I, I'm fighting for quiet versus fighting for what God wants in that moment. And, it, and I, it's interesting in that encapsulated reality, bringing that and taking this, you know, again, I don't know when God's going to let us out of our caves and the government is as well, but there seems to be this, this reality that we're living in that everybody's trying to hurry through this. Yeah. And again, not that I want to stay in it, like I am totally ready to, but I feel like it's like the anger, you know, the government not letting us out, the frustration at, you know, whatever it is that's out there. I feel like it's almost like this, this God looking at us and saying, no, wait, slow down. Um, because I wonder if it's driving us to prayer, like to truly be in prayer, or if it's to like be finding solutions, trying to find, mm -hmm. find ways to get out. And it, it has been interesting to me just to look at my own self and realize I'm already ready to get out, and I'm missing what God's wanting to do right now. So well, what about you? Did I ask you already? This is what quarantine's really like. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. One of the things I've been thinking about, it, even as we've been looking at Romans 8 and everything that it says about creation, the longing of creation to be made right, and how everything in the world longs to be made right. And right now I'm really inhibited in terms of how I can, how I can impact that. Hi, Billy. Right now, just what you're wondering is, is that... Well, it was really, really good what I said, so I hope you guys know. Do you want me to turn it off? Yeah. Excuse us. Talk about your favorite superhero for a second. <laughs> Technical good? difficulties. We're back. I don't know, but I'll, I'll keep going. So I, I think that one of the things I've been thinking about was 
right now we're kind of limited in how much access and, and interaction we can have and how much we can affect things on the grand scheme. And I do think that one of the things that in general in our day and age with the technology we have at hand and the, the platforms we have to communicate, we can really get confused in our heads of what we're actually responsible to affect in the world. And I do think that for me right now to go, okay, yes, I long for creation to be made new. I long for our, and I'm praying for our governing officials to make wise decisions. But right now, God's got me at home with my family. Am I paying attention to the need for growth there? Am I watching the way? One of the things, the biggest things I've seen is just how quick I critique my kids, mm. how quick I critique them. And I'll realize it and try to like balance it out with a compliment or something like that. But just like, mm. Like that's a bit, been a big one for me of what does it look like to be a, a, a father who teaches and even corrects when necessary in love. And from almost what, what we were talking about earlier, this sense of, do my kids know that I'm for them? Yeah. Or do they just know if they're bugging me or not? Yeah. And so I think that's one of going, okay, that's one that I'm actually much more responsible for. I will stand before God on that way more than how I critiqued the government. Yeah. But... Do sometimes I get confused with so many other things that I go, oh yeah, when I have more time for nurturing my my children and 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 growing as a father, growing as a husband, I do think that there's a, a limit. That the limitation's been good to say, no, 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 this is where I want you to focus. The change that I'm bringing to all of creation, I'm wanting to do in you. I'm doing in you. Are you joining me in that? That's yeah. kind of what I've been thinking through. So you said something that was really interesting, and let me let me just throw this out for us to have a discussion on that. Um, how much do you guys think, um, you, you brought up the idea of the things that we can't control, right? And I think so often we try to control the things we can't control and we miss the fact over the things that God actually wants us to deal with at that time. So what do you think that has to do with the tension? Like, you're smiling at me, so I'll let you go first. Like, what, what, like where, go ahead and smile and tell them. Like, what, like where, where do you see that as, as kind of important? I was smiling because of our earlier conversation that, that you would ask us questions that we didn't talk about beforehand. So uh -huh. And this is one of them. How do you know? <laughs> so I don't know. I, I have to think about it for a second. What, what, what do you think, John? <laughs> well, let me put it this way. You, you just brought up the idea that I do think sometimes we get so wrapped up in stuff we can't control. Um, we, we get ourselves wrapped up in, let's say, government over which we think because we've made a blog post or we, we put something on the Facebook that we are in control of something which we're not. Um, but there's this other side of it that there's these things right in front of our face right now that he's given to us to steward well, right? Our, and I don't care if you have no you know, kids in home right now or you do have kids in home. I don't, I don't care if you're married, unmarried. There's these things God's given us to steward right now and I feel like it's this beautiful moment we have to learn how to walk in the spirit with what he's given us and entrusted to us. But yet I, I've just noticed in my own heart and other people's hearts, our minds are going elsewhere. And so I guess I'm just wondering, are we running into the wrong tension? Like, are we running into the stuff that God's like, I never asked you to run into that one. I've asked wow. you to run into this one. And is this even part of it where Paul, you, I'm in Philippians right now, you always saw him so focused on the right tension, the gospel and what God's doing in the world and, and his concern there versus, again, I think we're running into stuff that God's like, I never asked you to go there. Does that make more sense? Like, like, so I guess my question would be, like, what are we supposed to do with that? How are we supposed to not go there? Um, like, how, how do we do this? Because I do think we're fighting sometimes the wrong, 
the wrong battles. So I guess, yeah, that's what my question is. Any thoughts? Well, I don't know if I have, I, I don't have an, an answer, like a great answer, I guess, <laughs> that will just complete all these problems here. But I, I feel like, I don't even know if this is the answer, but I, I feel like we have been called to do one thing, and that is to be faithful mm-hmm. and to, in the midst of whatever circumstances we're put in, to to see it as an opportunity to, to trust and deepen our understanding of who God is and, and how we need to display him to a world that's broken and um, sinful. And so, yeah, I, I, I don't know if that's a yeah. like, complete answer, but I feel like that doesn't change. Yeah. That, so it's that almost purpose, like going back to the mission. basics. Like we have yeah. to, like it's almost in those moments where you kind of are confused, just go back to the basics, right? Like it's yeah. like, go so back to the important stuff. Like, okay, whoa, and everything that's going on, like, okay, I'm called by God to display him, right? In other words, yeah, I, mean, I think that's great. Like go back to the basics is phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It, it almost makes you think of the rather cheesy, overused Gandhi quote, the, the <laughs> be the change you want to see in the world. But, <laughs> but I, I would change, I would modify it in that way. I think what Paul's arguing is he's saying, you understand what, what God is doing in you by bringing you to life by the Holy Spirit because of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Like you are a microcosm of what he's doing with the rest of creation. We, we long for the rest of creation to be made right. We long for relationships to be made right. But I, I do think that like his whole point when he, when he says in Romans 8 that we are, uh, have an obligation not to live according to the flesh, but to live according to the spirit. It's like this, not just be the change, this change is already at work in you. Are you, are you paying attention to it? I, I do think that there's this dynamic relationship that God calls us to, 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 to join the spirit in, 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 as like Paul talks about it in Ephesians or Colossians, this putting off this old way of life and putting on this, this new way of life. Um, but I, I think that we don't often realize that's the way God's changing the world. Yeah. Like Jesus starts with 12 guys who then is 120 and then it explodes from there to 3,000 and 5,000. We're, we're reading through Acts right now with our kids so you see that exponential growth. But, yeah. but this is the way that God is redeeming and making new is... Through, through individuals who are turned. The, 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 the writing, the turning, the, the, the returning to its proper intention that God is seeking to do for all of heaven and earth is already being worked out in us. Do we pay attention to it? Or do we so long for the change we want to see out there that we, we ignore the change that is, that is actually needing to take place here? Yeah. Yeah, and missing almost like the intent of when you get down into Romans 8, 28 through 30, right? The idea of we are being conformed to the image of the Son. And I think we were talking about this a little earlier, like especially in our battle with sin, sometimes you don't feel like you're changing. You almost feel like... Being on the hamster wheel. Yeah, we want to see those immediate results. and changing. And to not, yeah. I don't think your mic's still on, but it was a good good effort. Say it again. Maybe if we just leaned in together (laughs) here closer. Just the frustration of not seeing change and um, and remembering that the spirit is meeting you in that tension. Like this is what the majority of our talk was after we talked to you guys. Just I've not seen the change, getting frustrated and getting down and almost wanting just to give up and remembering that the word, he doesn't expect us to be perfect. And you said Sunday, even laying your head down on the pillow at night and knowing that we are a work in progress process, right? 
And so not to get discouraged with that because the spirit is meeting you in that tension and to lay into that. But it is, we were talking about, it's frustrating when you don't see change and you've prayed for it or maybe you've prayed for the wrong things or maybe you really haven't leaned in. I don't know, but there's certain things in my life that I feel like I have begged for and I'm yet to see that change and you can be frustrating when you've been a believer for forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, th- I think like what's interesting in, in our time, you, you just mentioned something too, or you know, like she asked, we were in this question, all of a sudden Jen took us to the deep end of the pool. We were like, we were having this nice little discussion and so said, what, what is your view of God? You know, and then, oh gosh, like, but it was such a great question. And I think, yeah, they just bumped knuckles in case you missed it. <clears throat> I think the great part of that question though, and I think it's anytime you get drawn into this, I actually think you are forced to ask that question. Oh yeah, who is this God? Yeah. Who truly is he and what's he about and what do I believe about him? And I, the thing I love about the progression of Romans 8 is he works us through this definite tension, the difficulty of living in that tension, the reality of living that tension. And then all of a sudden there's this reminder right in the middle almost of Romans. But the spirit's there in the midst of that tension to remind you who you are. You aren't just anybody. You're a child of the king. You're able to cry out, Abba, Father, and you're not left alone. You're, well, who is this God? Even when we don't know what to say, the spirit of God like beckons out for us in those moments and beckons us then back into the tension to to be there. And I and it's really interesting when you think about Paul, like when you go into Second Corinthians like one, God does that to cause us to then draw near to him, right? To to rest on him and to learn. And that's why I thought your question was so good, even though we laughed about it, because you took us to the deep end. It really does force you to ask that question, who's God really? Like who is he? Which I think is is big, and that's why I thought now I'm not mocking her anymore. Now I'm being honest. Like it was such a great question. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I have to ask myself that a lot too in the midst of this because if I want people to, if, if my purpose is to want to make him known, I have to question myself, like, what am I passionate about, about him? What he, um, my worldview changes if I'm, I'm not sure about who he is and, and the, uh, the purpose um, that he has and how I see him and view him. And yeah, it, it just affects so much. Yeah. Um, I remember one time we were going through a time where, you know, when you're first married, you don't have a lot. And we're wondering, you know, kind of how we're going to make ends meet and doing different things. And I don't know where we got. We were just, when we were praying, we were wrestling, we were trying to, you know, figure out, okay, God, what do you want to do? I went out to the, you know, the mailbox, all that classic thing. And we actually found a check, right? And so I call up one of the guys and his first words out of his mouth were Jehovah Jireh. And I go, excuse me, right? Your provider. And he just started talking to me and he just, and I think this is the other thing about it. Not only do we, do we need to, to be there, but I feel like we need friends around us, not reminding us. It's like, I don't need to be coddled in my stupidity, right? I don't need to be in there. Like I need people. And that's why I thought your question was so great to call us back to who God is, to, to beckon us, not to the problem, but to the, to the true solution, which is, which is found in God. And that's where, like when, when you got off, that's why our discussion went the way that it was is that, man, what a privilege it is in these moments right now. I feel like we could miss learning who God is like we need to in these moments if, if we set that aside, so. No, and you make a good point about that just because I feel like um, in doing that, like, that's why it is so important um, that we need people in our life and that we need to be affirmed. And I think so much of uh, 
the way that we learn about who God is is definitely through his word and meeting together and being together as people, but reminding each other of how, when, how and when we see him working in each other's lives. Sometimes God's using us in people's lives and we don't even realize the impacts we've made on people, but to let someone know that, hey, I just want you to know something you said or something you did, it, it stands out to me, it, it made an impact on me, and I see God working in you. And I, I just think that is so, so important that we encourage one another in the Lord, not just build somebody up and puff them up and make them feel good about themselves, but to actually bring it back to, hey, that God that we serve, I see him at work in your life. I see those ways he's, he's done a work in you and it's affected me and these other people too. And that's, that's a beautiful picture yeah. of, of To Jesus. truly champion others the way God would champion Absolutely. us, right? That, and to remind each other that regardless of what we think we are, there's a truth to who God says who we are and where we're moving. So, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close it at that. It's, uh, it's now been about a half an hour. Thank you so much uh, for joining us tonight. Uh, my hope is, again, that this conversation doesn't stop. My actual prayer for this time kind of today was is that we would finish talking and you would keep going. I think it's a phenomenal time to start talking about a lot of those things that are the tension. And let me just say to this way, it's, it's weird because I went in even today and I was like, okay, I'm going to talk to my wife about some of these things. And I was actually so scared to talk to my wife in the tension because I don't know how she's going to respond or different things. But I really do think the spirit of God beckons us in to have these conversations, to talk about these things. Don't walk away from things. Don't walk away from the tension. Press into the tension and love one another to champion one another in the way that God, more importantly, is championing us. So God bless you all. Love you all. Take care of yourself. Uh, Be safe. And most of all, man, I pray that you press into the Lord Jesus Christ in this time. We'll see you.